1: future paleontologists I'm dinosaur George and welcome to the podcast hope everybody's doing well I hope you are all enjoying your summer if you happen to be experiencing summer we have listeners all over the world and so some of you are experiencing winter right now whatever you're experiencing I hope you're doing well We are now have 780,000 people listen to our podcast. That's very exciting. That's very, very exciting. That's really big. I mean, that's that's a huge number. We are so quickly coming up to the million uh, listener mark, and it's going to be so exciting. We're heard in 174 countries, and that's 14,050 cities all throughout the world. Uh, Just to kind of cover some things to let you all know, I want to read you the top 10 list of countries that listen to us, and then... I'm going to list the top 10 cities. Now, keep in mind, some of these countries are much larger than other countries. So it doesn't mean if you're not on the top 10 list, it just means that you live in a country that's not as big. But I thought it was interesting to go. So our number 10 top listening countries, that is South Africa. That's number 10. At number nine, it's Japan. At number eight, it's India. Number seven is Germany. Number six is New Zealand. Number five is Ireland. Number four is Australia. Number three, the United Kingdom. Number two, Canada. And of course, the number one listening country to us is the United States because I'm located here. But I want to say this. South Africa, Japan, India, Germany, and New Zealand and Ireland. You guys have been jostling back and forth for position. Australia always sticks number 4 always. They just we have so many good listeners there. And again, for some of you that live in smaller countries, it doesn't mean you're not listening as well. It just means that you're in smaller countries. Now, let's talk about the top 10 cities. Now, it doesn't matter. This these are the cities at number 10, Los Angeles, California. Number 9, Toronto, uh Ontario, uh, Toronto. Number eight, Houston, Texas. Number seven, San Antonio, Texas. Number six, Portland, Oregon. Number five, Calgary, Alberta, Canada. Number four, Perth, Western Australia. Number three, Seattle, Washington. Number two, Melbourne, Victoria. And the number one city that listens to me is Sydney, New South Wales. So thank you all so very much for being listeners all over the world, all over the countries. I appreciate you so very much. Let me cover a couple of things for our Patreon members, and if you might be interested in joining Patreon or Patreon clubs, this information is for you. Now, first of all, we have Patreon clubs, and we have three levels. The Triceratops level, which costs $1 a month, and in that level, once a month, you get to sit in on a Zoom lesson that is live. You get a you get sent the login details. You get to participate in it, and uh, you also get access to all of the pre recorded ones from before. Then there's the Raptor Club membership. That's five dollars a month. You get two lessons each month, and you get information about new discoveries, new things that we're doing, all kinds of cool information. And then the top tier is the Tyrannosaurus Club. That one is $10 a month. That's a lot of money. So for those of you that that are asking your parents to to sign you up for a club, remember that that's a lot of money. I try to make it as affordable as I can, but $10 is still a lot of money. But here's what you get. A $10 club member, you get two live shows a month. You get access to all of the behind the scenes and all the information and all the special events You get to have a birthday Um, shout-out. We'll mention your name during the month of your birth. You get a birthday shout-out. You get to be put on our list to where you might be chosen to have you interviewed on a podcast. And you get to submit Who Would Wins. So those are the, the the different packages. Now, for those of you that are thinking about joining, or for the, those of you that are, let me read these informations to you. First of all, our Patreon page is being updated to provide the members with a with a better user experience. During this time, some of the links to our earlier live lessons may not be available. You may not be able to click on them. You can click, but nothing happens. We're having a temporary issue with that. We're trying to get it fixed. But what that means... Is for any of you. If any of you join Patreon or if you are a club member, you can go back and watch all of the lessons that occurred before you were a member. So you have dozens and dozens and dozens of lessons you can watch um, that were recorded when we did them. We're having trouble with some of those. We know we are, and we're trying to get that fixed as quickly as we can. If you are a T Rex member or a Triceratops member, you get a welcome gift. Triceratops member, you receive a replica raptor claw. We mail it to you anywhere in the world. If you're a T-Rex member, you get a replica raptor claw and a replica T-Rex tooth. The welcome gifts are usually sent out at the beginning of the month. So if you become a member, say, the middle of the month, then you may not see your welcome gift until the beginning of the following month. So we just want you to be aware we send those out once a month. We try, If we can, we send them out all the time. But sometimes we get so many members that join, it's hard for us to get them sent out daily, so we do it all at one time. Now remember, shout-outs are for listening members only. It's not for, we don't want to do a lot of family members or things, and the reason why is because it can become super, super long. And so we have to have time to give birthday shout-outs. So the birthday shout-outs are only for the the T-Rex Club member themselves. Now, if you have a brother or sister, yes, you can submit them as well, but you can't submit lots and lots and lots of family members or friends or or cousins or things like that because it it, it takes so long to read all the names, okay? Uh, also, if you sign up for Patreon, don't forget to add your mailing address because that's how we know where to ship your welcome gift. I realize some people don't want to use their address because you think you're going to get a lot of mail. We do not send anything except for the welcome gifts. So if you want the welcome gifts, then uh, uh, please make sure to give us your address. So that's it. If you want to be a T-Rex member, a Raptor member, or a Triceratops member, I hope you will consider it. If you want to join, go to our website, dinosaurgeorge.com, and you can click on the club membership page, and that will give you all the details. Finally, Uh, During the summer months, I'm going to try to be out at my museum out at Trader's Village located in San Antonio, Texas. If any of you are coming to San Antonio, I hope you will stop by. We have the skeleton of the world's only juvenile teenage Tyrannosaurus Rex. That's Tinker. We would love for you to come see it. And for all of you, if any of you could help us, uh, we have a GoFundMe page set up where we're trying to raise money to buy that skeleton so that it stays in our museum permanently. All of this can be found at DinosaurGeorge.com on the Visit Our Museum page. And therefore, you can get all of the details and all of the information about it. All right. Let's get into birthday shout-outs for June. Here we go. Karkandondontosaurus.com. Turned 9 on June the 5th. Nico Raptor turned 8 June the 6th. Gabriel Giganotosaurus turned 6 on June the 7th. Willosaurus turned thir- 3 on June the 8th. Luke Raptor turned 8 on June the 9th. Teddy Raptor Ceratops turned 6 on June the 10th. Vicky the Cha Cha Raptor turned five on June the 11th. Paraphiliposaurus turned eight on June the 12th. Lincoln Linkasaurus turned seven on June the 16th. Lincoln Holmes turned seven on June the 18th. Uh, my assistant, Lita Raptors, here. Lita, do you know what today's date is? What is today? The 19th, I think, right? Uh, wait,
0: so what was yesterday? No. Yesterday was the 19th. Today is the
1: 20th. 20th. Thank you. Okay. All right, cool. So, a junior turned 10 on the 19th. Now, for the rest of these, your birthday is coming up. Naughty Soros will turn 5 on June 21st. Astrid will turn 7 June 27th. Killian Soros turned 6 on June 24th. And Kylo David Soros turned 6 on June 25th. Raiden Raccoon turns seven on June the 25th. Utah Cashel, or Cashel, I like the name, turns nine on June 27th. Roman Dominus Rex turns six on June 27th. Leo Tyrannus turns seven June 27th. And Autoraptor will turn nine on June the 30th. There's two other ones that I missed. I I feel terrible about this. One was Brock who turned nine on May the 11th and one was Lincoln who turned five all the way back on January. He's such a good listener and he was so upset that he got left off. So mom, that was for you and that is for Lincoln. So happy birthday to you all. Now I will now sing happy birthday, but for any of you, I know Lita, I know I shouldn't do it, but listen, here's the deal. If you are a new listener, We used to choose a dinosaur to come up to the microphone and sing happy birthday to everybody having a birthday in the particular month. The problem is, there's a little raptor that lives somewhere in the studio. Its name is Cha-Cha-Cha Raptor.
0: And whenever we sing it, he jumps out and attacks
1: us. Exactly. Every single time we sing happy birthday... He comes flying, and listen, he sneaks in here all the time. One time he was dressed up as a pizza delivery person. Then the UPS guy. Right, he was dressed up like a UPS worker, then an Amazon delivery worker. Behind the camera, under the table. Right, he was hiding under the table. He was hiding behind the camera. He was sitting on the ceiling fan. We couldn't see it. So I'm telling you right now, this time, we have absolutely checked every inch of this studio. I feel very, very confident.
0: The door wasn't open before.
1: Uh no, I thought I left it open. No. What? That door wait. That door wasn't open before and now it's open you're saying? I closed it. No, nah, that can't be right. I think I I think I left it open. No. Well, I'm not worried. We've checked. What? Everything should be fine. No. Everything should be fine. I so now swear. we I'm are going to sure. sing happy birthday. To sing happy birthday, I'm going to bring up a baby ankylosaurus who's going to sing happy birthday. I feel very George, good about it this time.
0: This is a bad idea.
1: No, it's a great the idea.
0: The door was closed. I saw it closed. I closed it myself.
1: So I feel pretty good about it. So here we go. He Let me bring it in. up to the microphone. Here we come. <laughs> Ready?
0: Happy birthday
1: to you. Happy birthday to you. I'm going to eat you for dinner and spit out your shoes. See, Lita? Nothing. You were worried about nothing. What is that? What is what? What is that? Wait. 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 No. What? No? No? No. Cha-cha-cha. cha cha Get him him off of me! Get him off That was horrifying. He's out. Where was it? The
0: door is closed.
1: Oh yeah, because he closed the door after him. Why didn't you tell me it was open?
0: I did! I tried to. I
1: cannot believe we just went through all of that. That thing was simply horrifying. You made me-
0: giant scrape on
1: my leg now. Look, you, you have a scrape. I have a bite on my arm and my foot and my neck. That thing is horrifying. All right, let's do the creature feature. That thing was absolutely terrifying. Why on earth did you let it in? I didn't let it It's time for our Feature Creature segment. If you would like to suggest a creature, go to the Dinosaur George Kids podcast page at dinosaurgeorge.com or post your suggestion on the Dinosaur George Kids Facebook group page. Now, here is your Feature Creature. All right, we chose a really interesting dinosaur this time because I wanted to use it to demonstrate to all of you how difficult it can be being a paleontologist. There can be some really hard things about it. So the dinosaur's name is Plurocelus, spelled P-L-E-U-R-O-C-O-E-L-U-S, Pleurocelus. This dinosaur lived during the late Jurassic period, about 155 to 150 million years ago. Now, there is some controversy around this, and controversy means Some people have questions about it. Some people believe that it is its own dinosaur, that Pleurocelus is its own species. But other people believe that it is actually maybe a juvenile of a species that already got a name. So what I mean by that is let's say we are digging for dinosaurs and we find a new kind of, we find dinosaur bones Well, the first thing we're going to do is try to find out what we found and there's ways to do that. We know where we find it. We know how old the layers of dirt are. So we know what period it was from. Then we can compare those bones to all the other dinosaurs that have been found so far that were in that same layer of dirt because they all lived at the same time and you compare them. Now, If we find bones and we don't find any other bones that are close enough to it, then we can give it a name. That's called describing the dinosaur. We write a big paper. We do all the research. We show it to other paleontologists who read it, and they either say, yes, I agree, or no, maybe I don't agree. Well, in the case of Pluricelus, the person who found it felt that the bones were from a new kind of dinosaur, so they named it Pleurocelus. Other paleontologists said, wait a minute, I think those might be the bones of a different dinosaur that has already got a name, and so you shouldn't give it a new name, it's just a young one, like for instance with a human. If you found the skeleton of a grown-up human and you found the skeleton of a baby human, well, you wouldn't say they're two different kinds of animals. They're the same animal. Just one is a baby and one is an adult. As a baby grows, some of its bones take on a little bit different shapes. They become a little different. Well, the same thing with dinosaurs. So Pluricelus is a dinosaur whose name some people believe should never have been given because they think it could be simply another kind of long-necked dinosaur, because that's what Pleurocelus is. It is a long neck. It belongs to the sauropod family. So uh, it was first described in 1888 by paleontologist Edward Drinker Cope on just a few bones. They didn't find a lot. They found a few. The name Pleurocelus means hollow side cavity. And what that means is its backbone and its neck bones have these weird kind of dents in them. It's estimated that this may have been one of the largest dinosaurs that ever lived. But remember, they only found a few bones, and they may not have been adult bones. So again, paleontologists have to guess about a lot of things. And remember the past, um, the past podcast where I talked about what a hypothesis is? Well, scientists have to hypothesize. They have to make an educated guess about what they're finding. And based on the bones that they found, They believe that they think this dinosaur may have been 60 or 70 um, feet tall. That's 18 to 21 tons. That is, I mean, uh, that's 18 to 21 meters. That's a huge dinosaur. That's a huge dinosaur. But because it is not, there wasn't a lot of bones and because they don't believe that it was an adult, they have to sort of guess at some of those things. What they do believe, though, is it is a sauropod because the bones they found tells us it's a sauropod. At least we know what family it belongs to by the bones. Yes, all of the bones of dinosaurs are different, but they're similar within the family. If I find bones of a ceratopsian, I know it's a ceratopsian because of the shape of the bones. So in the case of this dinosaur, Pleurocelus, they know that it is indeed a sauropod. They just don't know if it is going to be... A it a, its own well it was called its own genus, um its own name, uh. But if they do, then that will re- require them to find more of them, and hopefully they'll be able to find more of them. See, there was a time there was a dinosaur here in Texas known as Pliosaurus, and for a very very long time that was the big long neck that left footprints at a famous site called Glenrose. They used to call that Pliosaurus. Now they change that dinosaur, they identify that dinosaur as peluxosaurus I believe that's the scientific name, and they're thinking Pleurocelus might be a young Peluxosaurus. Peluxosaurus, they believe, is a valid name. But this thing is really, really large. Now it's probably living in social groups, because I believe sauropods lived in groups, I do not believe they were solitary animals. I think they probably lived in groups because there's a lot of there's a lot of reasons why. So Pluricillus would have been the typical, probably looked sort of like Brachiosaurus or Argentinosaurus or Astrodon. It looked like one of those. It didn't look like Diplodocus or Diplodocus or Apatosaurus. It didn't look like those guys. It was more beefy more upright than long. So Pluricillus is an amazing dinosaur. Um, if if you would like to research it, I hope you do, and I hope you learn more about Pleurocelus. But the main thing I wanted to tell you about that dinosaur is that dinosaur demonstrates why sometimes the job of a paleontologist can be very, very difficult. All right, let me tell you, uh, of course, we're going through the summer, and so summer is great and it's having fun, but very soon... We'll be traveling again with our traveling museum into elementary schools all over the country. So let me play you a little bit of information about that. And when we come back, we are going to have Lita read some of your questions during Lita's Q&A section. Here we go. Bring Dinosaur George's traveling exhibit to your school, museum, or city. This is the largest exhibit of its kind in North America and will turn any facility into a natural history museum. You'll see things like prehistoric mammals, giant fish, ancient reptiles, and of course, dinosaurs. It's affordable, amazing, and will be an event you'll never forget. See complete details at dinosaurgeorge.com or call us toll free, 888 487 7478. Bring Dinosaur George's traveling museum to your community today. All right. One of the, one of the things that I like so much is my assistant Lita, uh, a She goes by Lita Raptor. Lita helps me go through the questions that we receive and she chooses some to be read during a podcast. If you would like the opportunity or the chance to have Rita, Rita uh, have Lita choose yours. If you go to our website, dinosaurgeorge.com. If you click on the podcast page, at the very bottom of that page is a form that you can fill out and submit to us. We'll look through all the questions. Lita will help decide which ones to read on the air, and then we'll read them. But I want you to remember, we receive a lot of questions. We can't guarantee, we can't guarantee that yours will be chosen, but she tries her best to choose a variety that we can, so... It is L-E-D-A-Q-N-A. It's Leda. Reading questions, let's go.
0: Okay. Liam, age 11, from Canada, said, which dinosaur is top apex predator?
1: Which dinosaur is a top apex predator? That's a, that's a good question. Um, It would depend on the time period because different apex predators existed at different times. So during the Triassic period, it could very easily have been Herrerasaurus. And it also depends on what part of the world it lives in, because there are apex predators in every ecosystem on the planet. It's the same today. In the ocean, in some areas, it could be a great white shark. In other areas, it could be an orca. (coughs) Excuse me. In Africa, it could be the lion. In India, it would be the tiger. And so it depends on the time period and where. But when it comes to dinosaurs, there are a few that would have been the apex predators of their time and area Carcharodontosaurus, Spinosaurus, Chiganotosaurus, Maposaurus, Tyrannosaurus, Allosaurus. <clears throat> These are all really large carnivores, and they would have been the apex predators. So there actually would have been quite a few of them. All right. Good question. Good job.
0: Daylin wants to know, what, what does T-Rex use his arms for? P.S. You are one million percent El Stinko.
1: Okay. What, does she, what was that last part? Read that last part again for me, please. You are a million percent El Stinko. I am a million percent El Stinko. Who is El Stinko? I have no idea who El Stinko is. You kids got to stop yeah. talking about El Stinko. Everybody keeps saying, I am El Stinko. Let me tell you something. No one knows the identity of El Stinko. Stronger than Batman. Smarter than Wonder Woman. More beautiful than The Thing.
0: And <laughs> Cousin It.
1: And Cousin It. El Stinko. Is El so Stinko real? is a superhero whose underarms smell so bad that he can actually kill dinosaurs with them. He just lifts up his arms, a stink bomb flies out, and he wipes them out. No wonder
0: you don't like dinosaurs.
1: Yeah. So I clearly am not El Stinko, because do I look like the kind of man that has stinky underarms? Yes. Thank you. Okay, what did you say? I said yes. Okay, somebody throw this kid out of this room. All right. So what does Tyrannosaurus use its little arms for? This is one of the mysteries in paleontology. It's one of the reasons it's one of the exciting things. And one of the frustrating things about paleontology is we don't have all the answers. And therefore, sometimes, once again, we have to make an educated guess. I cannot tell you. I have thought about this question a thousand times. I just don't know what they're for. I just don't know. I know know what they're for. What are they for? Thank you. They could peel bananas with. Are you serious, kid? They could fly a helicopter? They could fly a helicopter. What are you talking about? (laughs) So we have to make an educated guess. I will tell you this looking at the fossil, they're stronger than they look. They're using them for something. I just can't give you an answer because I don't know. I don't know what my guess would be, but that's a great question, except for the part where you said El Stinko. But the other was great. Good job. Okay, Lita, what's next?
0: Thomas wants to tell you, Hi, El Stinko. cha cha will eat f- you for dinner.
1: <laughs> great. So, first of all, he calls me El Stinko, and then he says I'm going to get eaten for dinner. Let me tell you something, kid. I just was attacked by that thing five seconds ago, and it tried to eat me.
0: Like one minute
1: ago. Like one minute ago. Okay, <laughs> thank you for the warning.
0: And his question was, why is Giganotosaurus so big?
1: You know, Giganotosaurus is big. Now, some of you may pronounce it Giganotosaurus. It is okay. (coughs) Excuse me. It is okay if people pronounce dinosaur names differently. You are usually not speaking English. You are often speaking Greek or Latin. Dinosaur names are often in Greek or Latin. So when you take a word from another language and you convert it to your language, you might pronounce it differently. Some people say Diplodocus, Diplodocus, or Diplodocus. All three are right. Some people say Tyrannosaurus. Some people say Tyrannosaurus. Those are right. Some say Giganotosaurus. Some say Giganotosaurus. Either one is right. There is not an absolute definitive way to pronounce some of these names. So your question is, why is Giganotosaurus so big? Well, Remember earlier, somebody asked about an apex predator. Some of the things that predators do are simply become bigger and bigger and bigger, and that makes them the top predator. That makes them at the top. They have the choice of the food. They can chase away smaller predators. They can steal food. They can bully another animal. So they grow to giant sizes, either so they can hunt bigger things, so that they can scare away rivals. Or that they can take food away from smaller uh, predators, and so those are the three reasons why it grew big. It just was a big dinosaur. Good job. Do we have any more?
0: Yes, three more. Hi, dinosaur George, A.K.A. Elstinko. My kiddos, <laughs> age four and seven, want to know what what dinosaur do you think would make the best pret.
1: What dinosaur would make Okay, first of all, stop calling me Osteeko. Okay, what dinosaur would make the best pet? I think it would be an herbivore. I, I believe it needs to be an herbivore because carnivores could be very aggressive. Now, some people keep carnivorous lizards as pets, like monitor lizards. The problem is you just can't hug and squeeze and kiss them very often because they don't, they don't like that. They're hunters. They will bite you. So if you're going to have a pet, you want a pet that you can play with. I think a protoceratops would be an amazing pet. I think it would be the, I think it'd be the coolest thing because it's not going to grow big. It doesn't take a lot of room. It would be happy in your backyard. It would be happy probably living in your house. Protoceratops has a sharp beak, but I think that it would not be aggressive. I would choose Psittacosaurus or Protoceratops. As my probably top choices if I was going to have a pet dinosaur. And the reason why I chose them is because they stay small. I mean, yeah, some of these would be cool. Like, I'd love to have an Ankylosaurus as a pet, but where are you going to keep him? And do you really want to clean up after him in your yard? Uh, no. So I believe that Protoceratops or Psittacosaurus would be awesome. All right, what's next? Elotsaurus
0: wants to know... Were there any prehistoric skunks?
1: Were there any prehistoric skunks? Yes, there were. During the Ice Age, skunks were around during the Ice Age, maybe even earlier than that. That's called the Pleistocene area. That dates back from a million years to 10,000 years ago. Yeah, 10,000 years ago, there were absolutely different kinds of prehistoric animals, and skunks were among them. I don't know the scientific name of any of them offhand, but I will tell you that they, um, uh, they were definitely there. So yeah, good question. All right? That's interesting.
0: Lucas in South Pasadena, whatever.
1: Uh, oh, Pasadena.
0: One, Pasadena wants to ask: Were there any prehistoric stingrays?
1: And yes, once again, another interesting question about prehistoric life. Yes, indeed, there were prehistoric stingrays. In fact, the fossil record is filled with them. I think they date back to the Eocene or the Miocene era. I want to say 23, 25 million years ago. Yeah, they find fossilized stingrays, both saltwater and freshwater stingrays, and indeed they were there. Stingrays have been around for a very very long time. Once again, I don't I don't study uh a lot of things. I don't study those particular things. I'm sorry, I had to take a drink of water. My throat is acting up. <clears throat> I've got allergies. <coughs> sorry. Um I don't study them, but I have seen uh, fossils of them. So many times, I find them fascinating. I would like to add a fossil stingray to my own collection one day. But yes, indeed, there were definitely there were definitely stingrays back then. So nicely done. Those are great. Was that all you had, Lita? Yes. All right. Again, if you would like to have a chance to have Lita read your question, go to the Dinosaur George Facebook. I mean, the, yeah. Oh, Dino- and
0: at the end of your question, please say thanks for answering my question, Elstingle.
1: Okay. So at the end of there, make sure to say thank you, El Stinko. Don't call me El Stinko on the questions. I'm sorry. Back to what I was saying. If you would like a chance to have your question read, go to our website, dinosaurgeorge.com. Post your question on the form at the bottom of the podcast page. Submit it, and we will try our best to add yours to it. Okay. I've got to rest my voice for just a second so that I can. Uh, Uh, catch my breath, so for right now let's listen to a Patreon ad Become a member of the Dinosaur George Patreon Club and join the fun We offer different club levels, each with their own set of benefits, private lessons, new discoveries, behind the scene access, and much more are all part of being a club member Visit DinosaurGeorge.com and sign up today All right. One of the places, you know, I talk so much about becoming a club member, but you don't have to spend money to be part of our group. You can simply join the Dinosaur George Kids Facebook page. Go to the Dinosaur George Kids Facebook group page and you can become a member. There's no cost at all. You can post pictures of places you've been. You can show Uh, drawings of things that you've done. You can ask questions. So let's jump over to that page and let me go and acknowledge some of them. Now, so many of you write, I can't acknowledge all of them. So if you've posted something to this page and I didn't mention your name, please don't let your feelings be hurt. I'm very sorry. It's just that I try to keep these podcasts at a certain amount of time and so sometimes I can't get them. So let's jump over there. This first one is really nice. These are some some new listeners, as a matter of fact. Lily, who's four years old, um, drew a beautiful picture of an Allosaurus versus Stegosaurus. Now, do you know, Lily, Allosaurus is my favorite dinosaur. And I like your drawing, and I like your bright colors, and I love that you guys are from Australia. Love all of you over there. I'm coming to your country one of these days, and I'm going to definitely... Asked to meet all of you someday, which would be the coolest thing in the world. So very, very nicely drawing. Okay, what do we got here? Now, this is a nice drawing. This is where the Hutchins family posted a picture that said El Stinko did it again. Yes. A picture of El Stinko with his arms up and a bunch of dead animals underneath. Who is that supposed to be? You. That is not me. This is somebody called El Stinko. I've never heard of that person. You. Who is El Stink- No one you. knows the identity of El Stinko. No Remember one. I said that. I don't know who that is, but I love the drawing. And that better not be me, kid.
0: So you don't know who yourself is?
1: Yeah, that's exactly right. Okay, Aaron made a really neat dinosaur scene in, in his yard or maybe in a park. Oh, it's in a park. This is really great. I like this a lot. There's nothing I love better than going outside with my toy dinosaurs and putting them in the, in the grass and in the yard because it makes them look like they come to life. I love this scene. Thank you very much for posting it, Aaron. This is really nice. I'm very, very proud of you. I like that very, very much. That's cool. Okay, uh, this is from one of the one of the adults who said, just wondering if I missed the who would win in the most recent episode. Um, uh, there probably wasn't one. There will be one in this episode. So there will be who would wins as soon as we finish going through here. So thank you so much. And I'm sorry that I wasn't able to get to them as often. Okay? All right. Uh, let's see just going down the page. Uh, Muhammad did a nice video. I like this a lot. Muhammad's showing a really cool video of his dinosaur collection. Love it, Muhammad. This is this is just great. And I love and I'm glad you're back again. It's nice to hear from you and please say hi to your parents for me. And I love that you've got so, and I like your dinosaur shirt by the way. Very very cool. Uh let's see. This is, uh, Dylan wants to know, uh, what does T-Rex use his arms for? Okay, we read this one on there, which is, what do you mean I'm a million percent El Stinko? Listen, you rotten kid. Okay, that's a good one. <laughs> okay, let's see. Thomas Cat. he's five and lives in Philadelphia, loves the show. Thomas wanted to say, hi El Stinko, cha-cha-cha, Raptor, we you forget. Okay, once again, what are with these people and these these horrible things that they're doing? Really?
0: These are the questions that we read. They
1: are. You actually read these on there, which is really cool. All right. Uh, uh, My name is Veloster After Maddox. I love your podcast. Well, thank you, buddy. Shout out to you. I love that drawing of Indominus Rex. And yes, thank you for the warning about watching out for El Stinko. Listen, kid, I could have used that warning about 10 minutes ago when the thing snuck in this room. And would somebody tell me who left the door unlocked? Or did it have its own key? Did it pick the lock?
0: It was cha-cha-cha, Raptor. I told you. I told you I locked it.
1: Yeah, but I asked, how did it get in then? Does it have its own key now? Now is it carrying keys with it?
0: I did see some keys on the
1: floor. This thing is horrifying.
0: I did see some keys on the floor, though.
1: (laughs) Okay, this is a great story where Ashley Raptor got a chance to meet a paleontologist, and she remains in contact, which is just so cool. That is so nice. I am so glad to hear that there are paleontologists out there that continue to interact with kids. I love that. Absolutely love it. All right. Seven is friends. Uh, showed a picture of them digging dinosaur bones, which looks really, really cool. I'm glad you are paleontologists in training because we'll be able to use you later on. Uh, let's see. Pyro the Lincoln, who six drew a beautiful, beautiful image. This is great. That's me riding on his back. How funny is that? I'm riding on top of a allosaurus. on top of an allosaurus. Blue the raptors running in front. This is great. Listen, He's I love.
0: Trying to scratch
1: Patchy's neck. That's right. That's great. I love. Absolutely love the bright colors. That's a beautiful drawing. And thank you so very much for 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 uh, sending it. And oh my gosh, look at this. That is amazing. This is Michaelosaurus, age um, uh, eleven. Wow. That's really good. Yeah, these are spectacular drawings. These That's are spectacular. The yeah. This this is from the Duffy family. This is, wow. That's incredible. That's incredible. Very, very impressive. I love that very, very much. Uh, this is Nolisaurus, Eli Raptor, and Camden Rex. Got a chance. Looks like you guys are on vacation. Looks like you're you're being eaten by a dinosaur or you discovered one. I love that picture, you guys. That's absolutely great. Um, Let's see. This is from the Lewis family. Or this is, uh, uh, let's see. Can you do an episode on Leviathan, the giant sport? Well, yeah, that would be a good one. That would be a good one, I think. I like that. That's very cool. I think I should do that. That's really good. Uh, Let's see. Um, Got that answer from there, which is great. Uh, Oh, okay. Here's an interesting one. Truman sent a picture of some fossils. And wanted to know if I can ID them. Let me tell you what I think you've got there, Truman. First of all, on the left, what I think that is, is that appears to be the end of the tooth of an ototis shark. I believe that is the tooth of an ototis shark. The one in the middle, that is a mosasaur. Mosasaur, Correct. That is a mosasaur teeth. That one also came from um, uh, Morocco or from Egypt. The shark tooth on the left did too. But then that square looking thing, I believe what you have there is that is either a chunk of dinosaur bone or perhaps a small tail vertebra. I think as best I can tell, it may also be Mosasaur. It's very difficult to know without actually holding them in my hands. But whatever those are, I think they're very, very interesting fossils. You have a really, really good one. Clark the Raptor, who's six, drew a beautiful picture of Stegosaurus. Beautiful. And thank you for doing that after listening to the podcast. I appreciate it. And again, I love your bright colors. I think dinosaurs had bright colors. And speaking of bright colors, here's Isaac drew an allosaurus and a Utah raptor standing next to me. Yes. That looks great. Uh, why are they looking at me like that? They look like they're hungry. They can't. They better not be. Mm-hmm. Raptor, who's seven years old from Calgary, Alberta, Canada, uh, did a great picture of all of it. It's got both dragons and dinosaurs, which I love both. And I love the shadow of them being cast on, on the floor. I love that very much. That's really great. That's really, really good. At uh, Field Station Dinosaurs in Wichita, Kansas, uh, they, uh, the Andreas family went and saw really nice robotic dinosaurs. I love this. I love this. Love the pictures. We're very, very good. I love these very much. Those are great. Nicely done. Uh, Miles of sent us a really cool video of some of his toys and some of his cool stuff. So anyway, oh, this one's got it. We got to do this one. Philipposaurus, who made a dinosaur poster with whole facts on it. Love this. Love it, love it, love it. It's great. It looks like it's a poster with all these different kinds of animals. I love the bright colors. I absolutely love this. Ari Raptor, who's six, drew another beautiful picture. You guys are such amazing artists, and I'm so proud of all of you. That's just absolutely incredible. Eli Raptor and Lucasaurus. Want to know if Dinosaur George will be near Dinosaur Valley this week. I wish I was, you guys. I wish I was. I would love to spend time with you two little rascals, you little stinkers. I think you'd be a lot of fun. I would love to do that. Uh, Kevin made several dinos from Legos. Triceratops. Oh, man, these are great. Yeah, these are great. So go in this. Spinonorosaurus sent beautiful pictures. Uh, it looks like Henry sent some pictures of dinosaur tracks that he made. Oliver drew something amazing. Uh, this is just incredible. You guys did such a good job. So proud of all the work that you did. Uh, I love all the pictures. I love all of this. So if any of you would be interesting and you interested and you would like to post your things, this is another place you can also post questions as well. And we'll try to read some of those as well. So join the Dinosaur George Kids Facebook group page. It is completely free. There is no charge whatsoever. And it's a fun place. And parents, we try to keep it a very safe place. We're very, very careful about what we allow onto that page. And so uh, uh, I think you would love to join it. All right. Now, put on the gloves. Get ready. It's time for battle. Who would win? What if two different prehistoric creatures fought? Who would win? T Rex versus a giant wolf? Raptor versus terror bird? Spinosaurus versus Triceratops? You choose the animals, and Dinosaur George will size them up and pick a winner. Now, get ready. It's time to find out who would win. all right now remember to submit a who would win you you have to do it through the patreon page you have to submit it through the patreon page using the messenger feature you you can write to us and that's where we collect them Uh, oftentimes on patreon we send out we post and say add your who would wins to this post, and that's where we got all of these to this time. So you have to be a T-Rex member of the Patreon Club to submit a who would win. So let's go. This first one is from Tyrannosaurus Ethan, who says, Who would win? Carnotaurus versus Scorpio Venator, because they both have tiny arms. Yes, they do. I believe Scorpio Venator is early Cretaceous, maybe late Jurassic, I think, whereas Carnotaurus is more late Cretaceous. If that is the case, if I am correct in saying that, then I would almost immediately give a lot of credibility to Carnotaurus, because the dinosaurs that come along later, those that live in the late Cretaceous, in my opinion, are probably more advanced than some of the earlier dinosaurs. And the reason why I say that is, if you are top of the line, nobody bumps you off Nobody takes your crown. You stay in charge the whole time. But if you can't adapt to the new environments, you get replaced usually by something a little better than you. So, as time goes on and you get towards the end of the age of dinosaurs, it is my opinion, it is my opinion that once you get towards the late Cretaceous, you have the most advanced. So, I'm going to give points to Carnotaurus thinking that I'm correct. That Scarpiovenator, because that's not a very well-known dinosaur. I'm I'm really impressed, a Tyrannosaurus Ethan, that you knew it, but I do believe that Carnotaurus's horns are going to be the main feature, and here's why: most carnivore dinosaurs that have any sort of horns or pointy things on their head, they're not really made as a weapon. They're really, to me, they made to to show who they are. Am I a grown up? Am I a male? Am I a female? Uh, Am I mad? Am I happy? Should you approach me? Should you stay away? That's what I think those things are for. But in the case of Carnotaurus, those horns are big, thick, and I think they're used for combat. Whether they're fighting with members of their own family or they're using them to knock down their prey before they kill it, whatever the case, I think the advantage goes to Carnotaurus. That's a good one. Okay, Zekasaurus wants to know who would win. Sabertooth tiger versus Spinosaurus versus a pack of 100 raptors. Well, when you're fighting 100 of anything, it doesn't matter how small they are. There's so many of them, you simply can't defend yourself against them. They're coming from too many directions. So the Sabertooth cat is going to be the first one to go. The Sabertooth simply cannot fight off a 100 uh, pack of raptors, no matter what size they are. So that then leaves Spinosaurus. Now, let's say if it's 100 uh, Velociraptors, Spinosaurus is a big dude. Spinosaurus is probably at home in the water. If it's fighting, it could simply back into the water and the fight's over. They're not coming in there after him. If they do, they're nuts because they'll simply step on him and drown them all. If the fight's on land, listen, man, he's got big claws, he's got a big head, and he's got a powerful feet and tail. He's not defenseless. He could swing those arms and that tail around in circles and be killing bunches of them at a time. But a hundred is simply too many to take on. It would be there's a famous were a famous phrase called death by a a thousand cuts. Death by a thousand cuts. What does that mean? It doesn't have to be a giant stab wound. It could be a little cut. But if it happens a thousand times, you simply can't recover from it. So I would say that in your particular scenario of who would win, that fight's going to go to a hundred raptors. All right. Richard Saurus Rex wants to know Shoniosaurus versus Megalodon. Ooh, do I like this? Shoniosaurus is a giant ichthyosaur. That's an animal that resembles a dolphin, but is not. Not related at all. Totally different animal. Shoniosaurus is a gigantic ichthyosaur. I'm talking about the size of a whale. Megalodon is a giant shark. Here's the difference between the two. Shoniosaurus's jaws are long and skinny. They're not made for biting something much bigger than, than normal fish. They're great for catching fish. Whereas Megalodon's jaws are made for ripping a gigantic hole in gigantic prey. When they open their mouth, their jaws literally sort of come out of their mouth to be able to reach out, grab, and when it closes its mouth, it tears off a huge chunk. Shonisaurus, its jaws, it could inflict injury, absolutely. But the problem is that the long skinny jaws are not going to be as powerful. Yes, it could bite. And it could take a big, it could make a big wound in in Megalodon. But unfortunately, it's not going to be a life-ending wound, in my opinion. And there's one last thing to measure. And that's, how do you breathe when you're fighting? Shonisaurus breathes by putting itself up out of the water and breathing through a hole in its head or its mouth. They breathe that way. Megalodon stays underwater the whole time, and that then means that Megalodon never has to stop the attack because it's running out of air. That gives Megalodon the advantage. I would say with its jaws and its ability to stay submerged with ever coming up, that, in my opinion, is going to be the advantage. All right, source. I love that name, by the way, Annabella Would like to know who would win between T-Rex and Dinosaur George with 100 weapons, and then Spinosaurus comes along. All right, first of all, it depends on what those weapons are. As long as it's 100 tanks, I'm going to win tanks for asking. (laughs) See what I did there? I said tanks, and then (laughs) tanks for asking. Okay, that was funny. Okay, so if it's a tank, I win. If it's not a tank, what if the weapon is uh, uh, a boomerang? All I'm going to do is throw it, and it's going to make the T-Rex mad. So if I'm in a tank, I win. Even if Spinosaurus shows up, I still win. As long as I've got 100 good weapons, I could survive. But those weapons better be a rocket, <laughs> bazooka, or a tank. Otherwise, it's been nice knowing you, world. Let's keep going. Saurus h 5, wants to know a pterodactyl versus a microraptor. Hey, that's kind of cool. That's kind of cool. He also wants to know Daddy Saurus versus El Stinko. All right, first of all, I don't know who this El Stinko person is, but second of all, trust me, your Daddy Saurus is probably El Stinko. Yeah, tell him I said that. You heard me, RJ Saurus. You heard me. Every single kid listening, you can tell your dad he might be El Stinko. How do you know? Because when dad comes home and takes off his shoes, everyone screams. It's El Stinko, run for your life. So pterodactyl versus a microraptor. I like this one. I like this one a lot. Now pterodactyls are capable of actual flight. That is flapping their wings and flying. So they have no limitations to how, how they, how they fly. Microraptor. We don't know for sure if it could flap its arms and fly like a bird or if it was a glider. If it is a glider, it's not going to be able to compete with a pterodactyl because a pterosaur has the ability to actually fly and sustain flight. Yes, it's true that mycoraptor could sit in a tree and if a pterosaur flew by, it could jump out of the tree and try to land on him. That would be a fight. But I think what would happen is I just don't think... Microraptor could ever stay in the air long enough to catch him, and that means that it's going to have to hit the ground at some point, and that's when a pterosaur, if it's a big one, it could swoop down and actually eat a microraptor. I think it would be an incredible fight if microraptor is able to land on him in the air or on the ground. He could use his claws to slice up. The pterosaur's wings, and then the pterosaur is not gonna fly. And then the fight's gonna be over. This is a very good one. And finally, Ved Raptor said, who we would like to know who would win between Dinosaur George with stink bombs and T Rest with the mask. Listen, it doesn't matter what kind of mask any dinosaur wears. My underarms and my stink bombs are so powerful. Why do you think they call me El... <clears throat> okay, what was I talking about? Okay, so um I, I don't have stink bombs. My underarms don't smell bad, so I I would not be able to win. Uh, T Rex wouldn't even have to wear a gas mask, kids, because I I'm not I'm not that that person everyone keeps calling El Stinko. All right, my friends, that is this podcast. I hope you all enjoyed yourself. It's always great doing it. I'm going to try to get out and do a few more podcasts and tra- keep putting them out this summer. Everybody out there, be kind to each other. I know I tease dads a lot, but I want you all to know, you need to tell your dad you love him just as much as you tell your moms. Dads want to know it too. So dads, I love you all. I hope you all take care of yourselves. Be kind to everybody. Kids, if you know another young person who doesn't look like they have friends, try to be their friend. They may not want to be a friend. That's okay. That's okay. But the worst thing in the world is to be little and not have any friends if you want to have friends. That's very tough. That's really hard to do. So I want you to remember, when you see another young person that doesn't look like they have friends, be their friend. Tell them about dinosaurs. And maybe you start a whole new friendship, and maybe you make a new friend. And what's better than making a new friend? There's nothing better than having a good friend. To everyone out there, thank you all for listening. I will see you all soon. Take care, everybody. Lita, say goodbye to everybody, please. Bye. Hope you have a great day. Thank you, guys. Be kind. Take care, you guys. Yeah, be kind. Thank you, Lita. That a girl.